Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? Nothing. I'm doing well. Um, you know, got a long weekend coming up. Had a nice weekend past couple of days. So, uh, yeah, the heat, the heat is not fun, but otherwise, all is well. It's a good weekend. Yeah. What about you? Kicking it. Yeah, no, I had a, had a great weekend. Um, actually, that's good. Good. Good segue into the Mossy Creek read here, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, Big thanks to our friends at Mossy Creek Fly Fishing. Um, the heat is up, which is, uh, you know, not the best thing in the world for the fishing community. Right? But I noticed Brian's email today was about how the it's really hot out there this week, and it's going to be hot this week. Um, but all the high elevation streams and lakes that are so beautiful are still have like cooler temps, cooler water temps, better conditions. Mm-hmm. And I actually did it. I found for me a new ride this weekend. Um, in the Harrisonburg area. So I rode up Little Dry River Road, which is this amazing road from, I don't know if you've ever been to Folks Run Grocery. Yeah, Yeah, Broadway. And it goes all the way up to the border. And it just turns into Forest Road at some point. And it follows the Little Dry River forever. And I was thinking the whole time, like, this must be amazing fishing area. uh, I've only fished there once. Yeah, And I was with my two kids who Mm -hmm. did all they could to splash and chase every fish within 50 miles away. But right. we had a nice time. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's be- And there's like different areas you can access it. There's like a little state or County park or something. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a really nice place to be in the summertime. Yeah. I actually got chased out by the weather. I got all the way up to the top and then was afraid to like make a loop of it. It became mm-hmm. very like forest roadie at the top. And I was like, oh my, I was by myself this weekend. So I was like, ah. like the down will be fine. Like I know where to go if I just turn around and go back. <laughs> like, so I, I'm looking forward to going back with more time and making it a loop. Um, but if you're going up there fishing, uh, I know the guys have all kinds of bass bugs on sale this week. They've got a whole restock in town, you know, in the shop there in Harrisonburg. Um, so go buy Mossy Creek fly fishing anytime. Get everything you need for your spring and summer fishing needs. And uh, mention the podcast, and you will get a free sticker. All so, right. yeah, um, good week for that. And we're just going to have some fun tonight, Rob. I mean, we both have a little. We think we may have a um, guest appearance elsewhere that we'll be putting out or sharing with everyone um, soon. Soon, so we'll see what we do. Uh, like last week, we kind of are going to have fun, but this we thought this would be a good time. It's middle of June. We are. Under three weeks away from officially being Sunbelt members, um, or the J- JMU Dukes are officially being yeah, so Sunbelt members. Right? Do we get some sort of alumni yeah, do we get, status? Do we, yeah, do we get like a yeah, thing? Is I the actually Sunbelt like the Ivy League? Do we have like alumni hotels and stuff like that? <laughs> the Sun right. Belt? I don't know. I don't... Next to Waffle Houses? Or yeah, we're going shack, uh, shack up at Gulf Shores. Here. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, it's not uh, like the University Club or the... No, Pensacola. no, no. This is like the Holiday Inn at Sandestin here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's more my style. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, no, I... Uh, actually, did you see, Rob, um, very sad uh, Southern Miss really flopped over the weekend in their series with Ole Miss in baseball. But I did see that today... Literally within an hour of clearing the stadium, um, they had taken down the CUSA logo out of yeah. the baseball stadium. So um, that's disappointing for them, but I, I think the way they will view the season is they slayed the dragon. They beat LSU in Hattiesburg. That's a big deal. Yeah, they, they definitely got upset this weekend, and you yeah. know I'm sure they've got a little bit of that 
little brother type trash talk coming to him from Ole Miss fans, but still a heck of a season. And to beat LSU, one of the elite programs, um, not only in that region, but in the country, yeah. it's a pretty special season and stuff happens. I mean, Tennessee went down. Uh, it's Maryland went Stanford down. Stanford may have lost. Did Stanford lose today? I, I didn't even Stanford? see like, They were in game three against UConn today. No, down. they won. They won. They won. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there are very, Oregon State's still playing. Like there are, I think there's going to be four or five unseeded teams yeah. in the college world series. Like it's yeah. Wide open field for sure. It's been crazy. Um, you look at last year. I mean, Arkansas was the, the pretty much full year. Number one, they end up losing this yeah. year. Tennessee was, uh, you know, a machine, All not year. quite Oklahoma softball. Good, but we're or that maybe one B to that one a, and they end up losing. So it's a, it's a tough one, but to get mm-hmm. to host a regional and to win it and go to the supers, that's a pretty good season and a nice little sayonara to the CUSA. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oregon state down two to one in the sixth. So not that I'm rooting for Auburn. Um, although I suppose with family familial connections, we should be. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll perform. I got a buddy who played for him. Um, one of my buddies from yeah. memory played there and then obviously, you know, Katie's husband, I, I'll pull for him, pull for him. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so pretty good stuff. Uh, looking forward to that next year. So we were going to look back at this year tonight and talk about the three things. Uh, I, I thought tonight was the JMU Awards Banquet, kind of, or they announced the, you know, the Athletic Year Awards came out tonight. Mm-hmm. Cole Johnson uh, won the Men's Athlete of the Year. I thought that was a little bit of an upset over Men's Tennis's Holden Coons. Um, but... But and then uh, Isabella Peterson. Isabella Peterson, yeah, Bella Peterson won from women's lacrosse. Uh, really hard to argue with that in any way. Um, but congrats to both of them. And we thought it'd be a good time to look back at this year. And I think we were going to talk about our, I don't know, the three moments from this year. It's it's been really hard, Rob, because these last two years there have been a, some real highs. Uh, obviously, the highest of highs, I think. The two things that stand out were the College World Series for the softball team and yeah. Sunbelt. Um, but both of those were a little bit, or at least College World Series was last year. Um, and 2021 has been kind of buried under the Sunbelt news, which may or may not be one of our top threes. But um, I'll let you start with your your top. What was your top moment from this past year? Oh, this was a weird year because I, I got to be honest, for all the reasons yeah. you just stated, it felt like a blur. I, my instinct is always like, oh, I'll just choose my favorite football memory. I'm not going to lie to you. I couldn't remember who they played in the playoffs. I yeah, had to go back okay. and look it up. And, and, you know, I mean, I was in Southeastern yeah. Louisiana and, and then North Dakota Montana. State. And, and then who'd they beat in between? Well, Montana. Montana. Montana yeah. was, was a big one. Um, yeah. The regular season, nothing really stood out. I mean, you had that Villanova game that was the disappointment. And mm-hmm. Ratke, who was so clutch all year, just had an uncharacteristic off day. Mm-hmm. It was a big one over Delaware, big one over William Mary. But for me, the thing that really stood out about football and one mm-hmm. of my best memories was just Cole Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really cool in today's day and age when people are so quick to transfer and pull up stakes and try something different. It was cool to see a guy persevere, not only through like his time on the bench, but then what was a really difficult spring where he just did not look ready. I mean, he'd had what four or five years in the program at that point, mm-hmm. and he finally earned the start. You know, he'd sat behind what Danucci. He'd sat behind Shore. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah like I mean, he, yeah. he'd been around some all-time greats, and he got his chance. And 
I mean, to be frank, he, he kind of dropped the ball and he lost his starting job to back Gage. Back in the spring. In the spring back in the season. spring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Gage got sick and Cole came back and it was like different player. And he just, he was lights out the rest of the spring. And then he picked up in the fall and just was consistent. That means consistently good, was great, was putting up like just ridiculous numbers, became an absolute, just excellent quarterback. I thought he even played well against North Dakota State. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of people who, I'll count myself, who were really doubting him after two or three games last spring. But to see him come back for yet another year, he was like a super senior six year rich yep. and to have it all kind of work out for him. They didn't go out winners on the field, but he went out a winner in my book and just put sure. together one of the all time best statistical seasons in Jamie football history. Um, just, it was just a special player. And I thought it was cool, not just for the play on the field, but for what it represented, you know, uh-huh. everybody's been through a rough time with COVID and everything, but for a guy to keep coming back and really wait for his time and rise to the moment and the occasion to me, that was really cool. And in many sense, that's kind of what college sports is all about. So. Yeah, and he was kind of like one of the last. I mean, him and Ratke, you brought up there, you know, they were really the last of the championship team from yeah. 2016, right? I mean, they were kind of the end of this FCS era and uh, put a good bow on it. Yeah. Um, my football memory from this year, I don't know there would have been my top one here, but was the Montana game in the playoffs yeah. was was special. Um that one was personal for me. I got to take my my father to that game, um, what, 14 years after the last time I took my father to a game was when we lost to Montana <laughs> um, at Bridgeforth. And this felt like a real bookend to the FCS era for for me personally. Um, you know, and, and it was obviously satisfying. That was the, you know, at the, at that moment, I thought they could win the whole thing. And then they, you know, all came apart. I thought the they next could week. win the whole thing well and into we the fourth. All along, but that was when I was, yeah, ex- exactly. In the middle of the fourth quarter at North Dakota State, we thought they could win. Yeah, um, yeah. The third quarter at North Dakota State, honestly, is probably. I, I don't. I mean, I'll always remember the Ravenel play from the Montana game, but there's not a whole lot else from that game that stands out to me, or like you said, or the Southeastern game, or whatever. Um, that moment when JMU came back against North Dakota state and we thought we were going to take this like that, that's probably going to stand out in my memory more than anything else. Um, despite the loss. Yeah. So yeah, tough one, but, um, yeah, that was a really, it's, it's a frustrating season. Um, cause you would have loved to go out on top, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We, we've sort of tread that ground before. So, uh, yeah. You have another one, Rob? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jamie beating UVA. And who's yeah. <laughs> Tuck yep. Molson, the clutch, you know, two big shots in the last minute. Uh, the crowd, the fact that it was there early, storming the court. It looked great on television. Like everything about that I thought was just top notch and really got me excited about basketball in ways that I have not been so excited and optimistic in years. Uh, obviously after that injuries kind of played, played a part on the season and, you know, it's not UVA's best team, but it still was a good team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I think the future is very bright for Jamie basketball and hopefully in two or three years, when we look back on this being a team that's made one or two trips to the NCAA tournament or consistently competing for championships in the Sun Belt. Um, I think a league that is on the rise and you've got, you know, Metlin has a series of articles coming out, first one today, about how the league overall is investing in hoops. I think when JMU 
makes that next step, which we all think they're prepared to make, we'll look back on this as kind of the turning point when it went from being like, oh, one day we'll be good in hoops into like, no, we're going to start to be good now. Um, yep. And so that, that to me was probably like in terms of pure game moments, that's the one thing I'll remember from this year above anything yeah. in football or any other I, sport. Um, 100%. It'll be that. It'll be that excitement. It'll be the shot at the end, you know, that crazy kind of no, 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 yes type type moment where you shot it and then see the crowd reaction. Like that's the one thing that'll stick with me. Yeah, that's the one game I thought about. I mean, that was the first thing I wrote down. It's the one that we're going to remember where we were. You know, like mm-hmm. in, in our case, we were with my brother and sister-in-law, you know, UVA alum fans um, watching the game at their house. And yeah, it, you know, it's it's it, that's the kind of thing that sticks out for sure. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I was trying to think about that, Rob, in the context that had, I think the Sunbelt announcement had come out just before right? Wasn't that the end of October or so? And no, then those November. games were like was, mid-November, the, yeah, the, the two, the, uh, the women's and the men's. Sunbelt announcement officially, I think, or the news officially broke. Yeah. I don't know if it was, was the first week in November, it was right after Halloween. Yeah. And that then the basketball game, game was like right on the heels of that almost. Yes. It was right. like a week or two later. Cause I missed the first half. I was coaching James's basketball team and we yeah. didn't start until maybe after Thanksgiving. So it, it was definitely yeah. in November. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that just felt, it, it felt, it reminded me of, you know, I think we, we, we so often refer back to the app state 08 game. Yeah. Um, you know, regular season where we felt like, uh, it, it felt like the, the FBS move was right around the corner at that, mm-hmm. at, at that app state game. Like there were bigger things coming and, we didn't know at the time that it would be, you know, eight years till another national championship and, and considerably more than that until the FBS move. Um, but that was definitely, this felt like, okay, we just, the Sunbelt news is out. Here comes hoops. Like this is on the right track because. Uh, well, it's also the one that like Todd, if you, if somebody told us when we were students yeah. about something that was going to happen, JMU sports and you know, these past, yeah, you were years, there for beating big dog. Like it's yeah, that well, kind of a thing, right? That you yeah. remember. Like, yeah. yeah. It would have made sense if you're like, oh, you know what? In 2021 yeah. or 20, what was it? Just 2020. You know, they're going to beat UVA in this great new arena. And like, okay, that makes sense. So like that's a logical progression. If somebody said, Jamie's going to win multiple national championships in football and go FBS, that would have been like, oh, what now? Huh? Like, right, huh? right, 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 yeah. right. So this, this yeah, kind of right. seemed like, it almost seemed like 25 years too late in some ways yeah you know because you remember during the lefty years there were a, a lot more disappointments than people care to remember you know they mm-hmm. only made one tournament but it was fun those games against odu or richmond or yeah you know even like george mason those yeah. saturday afternoon games at the combo those were an event you know, like yes. people went to them, like they drew way bigger crowds even in the tiny combo Didn't than the football, football team ever did. yeah so mm-hmm. this one kind of made sense but it was like okay th- it also was a little bit of like, where have you been for 20 years? Jamie's yeah. finally out of the hoops desert, you know, after yeah. wandering around. So, Well, and the women had opened the arena this year or opened the season this year with a couple of big wins that yeah. we've come to expect from them. Um, and yes, I think it felt like, thank you, men's basketball for mm-hmm. arriving um, for sure. Yeah. My third, I kind of went back and forth. I, I'm going to stay on the field. I did think about, I, I was really, um, one thing that will always stand out for me from this year, Rob, before I go back on the field, 
is uh, the current group of athletes um, and the way they banded together and seemed to cross sports um, mm-hmm. in the wake of the CAA's decision to ban JMU from postseasons. Um, you know, just being at a couple of those football games where a lot of those players from all the other teams, you know, where they all had them on the field in the end zone at halftime and stuff. Um, and the way they were so vocal at a couple of those basketball games, in particular that UVA game, um, you know, but I think about a couple of the athletes from like tennis and field hockey and track, you know, who were men's basketball. I mean, Terrell Strickland was not, he wasn't too cool for school and just like, yeah. oh, I'm such a cool basketball player. He was out on the football field with his like, with his shirt. Tennis, and, yeah. yeah. Like with his like friends from the tennis team, like yeah. being, you know, I, I don't know. I was very proud to be a Duke um, and to see those kids kind of rally around each other. It reminded um, me of how real the kind of fraternity of athletes is. Yes. And not in the sense like it's, they all have so much respect for what they do regardless of sports. Yes. And I think that we as normal alums and normal students really cannot relate. Like nope. we, we think we know, Oh, you know, so-and-so in our, in my history class, Oh, she plays tennis and he plays soccer and everything. You don't think about that, but like a football player, a football player understands what that means more than we ever will. Mm-hmm. They know it's like, it's the study halls. It's the 5am workouts. It's mm-hmm. the, you know, choosing your classes around your practice schedule and impact. Like it, it's almost like having a full-time job and, we can talk about this and everybody can lay it out. You don't know unless you experience it. No. So I think there's that kind of common, just that common respect and bond. And this year, unfortunately, because of a really tough break they all caught, it really brought that to the forefront for me as a fan. It did. And, and, and then to come all the way back to the end of this season and to see, you know, Jocelyn Allo from Oklahoma with a 22 on her visor, Yeah. you know, in the women's college world series, like, Reminds you that that this group of athletes understands this better than a lot of the rest of us. Yeah, they've got um, a lot more common than any of us ever think. Like, I know there are old school people who will bristle at the thought yeah. of players oh, hugging so each other after right? games and so on and so forth. But I think that's I've always thought that was cool. Like I love it yeah. when people can can go at each other and scream and yell and fight, but then after the game, you know, give them a hug and great game. And I know Todd, like you, you've played pick up with me yep. and everything. Like, I'm not a particularly nice person on the court. Like I can get as competitive as anybody, but I think I'm a generally a very nice person afterwards. Like I'll be the first to, yes. you know, Hey, you know, Gatorade's on For me. Sure. You beat me type of thing. But I know like anybody else, you can be very competitive and that's part of it. Like that's the respect that athletes have. So I think it's really cool when you see Jocelyn also made comments in her post. One of the games, mm-hmm. you know, they interviewed her about something else amazing she'd done. You lose track of everything. Mm-hmm. But she brought up Lauren and Jamie softball, like yep. out of nowhere. I mean, like, hey, we're thinking of you. Like it is, that's an extreme situation and it's a very sad situation, but it does talk about like the bond that all these people have across sports, across schools. It's unfortunate that usually doesn't come across until there's dire circumstances. Yeah. Um, but this year it was evident more than any, any other year. And I thought For that sure. was pretty cool to see. Yeah. And, Side note on that, um, do you see Jocelyn Allo signed with the same um, Smash It Vipers, who is the yeah, same team Kate. that Kate, yeah. yeah, short, just Kate Gordon just mm-hmm. signed with. Um, we were kind of, uh, I saw she, you know, 
Kate made note of that on social media. And I was thinking, man, it'd be pretty cool to hit in front of Jocelyn Allo. Yeah. Um, she could see a lot of meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it will be funny. And we talked about earlier this week, uh, the potential this summer for Kate Gordon to face Jalen Ford in a matchup. Um, you know, we've had all these hypothetical, like who would win these, you know, this mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore of JMU softball. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a chance to see it on the field this year. Yeah, so. that'd be fun. It'd be pretty cool. Um, but my on the field one, Rob, was Jamie Lacrosse. Um, and I that was you, mine too. So yeah, let's just you wrap too, right? Yeah. yeah, we wrap on that. Um, they were the one team this year. We had high hopes back in the fall when the CAA did what they did that, um, you know, some team would <laughs> would burn it all down and, you know, would their play on the field would allow them to screw the CAA a little bit. And lacrosse was the one team that did it this year. Uh, it felt really good. You know, they came back, they did win a game in the NCAA tournament. Um, disappointing loss in the second round. But it felt, uh, I don't know. They've sort of been in a, you know, since they won the championship in 18, this felt kind of reaffirming of their place in the upper echelon. of. Well, I think this is the first time we've seen that recruiting bump from the national championship start. Like now you've got sophomores, juniors, some seniors like that are direct result of that. You didn't see it immediately after because of the way that the the season runs so late and then COVID and then, yeah. COVID. So it's weird, but like, I think this was the first one. It's like, okay, yeah, this is a championship caliber program. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, and we saw, we talked about Isabel Peterson tonight winning, you know, she, yeah. Conference. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. I have no idea what, um, yeah. Who knows what the portal will bring or won't bring, but um, you know, you'd like to think that if if the three or four best players on this team come back next year, um, they all have eligibility remaining. Yeah, <laughs> um, this could be, uh, you know, a, a really they they could be rebuilding again towards something big. Um, and it'll be fun to see them go head to head with Florida. Florida, for yeah, the, for, for the sure. AAC. It's gonna be fun to see them yeah. in a conference where they are, yeah. And Challenged. we haven't even talked about that, Rob. Um, some good news in the last week or two that the Sun Belt is exploring. Well, we, I, I'm going to get this wrong, but basically, we found homes for everything else, right? Yeah. Um, part of the reason that field hockey is going to play a season as an independent is the Sun Belt looks like they are going to reintroduce or introduce field hockey as a sponsored sport um, in 2024. So, you know, JMU is going to be out in the wilderness for one year, but, but generally be okay. And then I think we saw what swimming and diving coming back as well yeah. on the women's side. So really good beach news. volleyball, I, mean, I believe. Beach volleyball. Well, Oh yeah. There were some, there were some comments from our friends about like, wait, there's beach volleyball in college. Yeah. I was like, a yes, there's beach volleyball and B um, if you want to be really cynical about it, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, beach volleyball is a, um, is a title nine. Title nine right? one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, 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 not trying to encourage that, but um, obviously some of the players that play in your indoor volleyball program may or may not yes. also. It's a double counter outdoor. Yes. And uh, so one scholarship may count for two title nine spots. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and I That's do a, think I generally beach volleyball. I mean, volley, we've talked about volleyball last week in our overtime session, Rob, that volleyball is one of the sports growing. Like and we're playing in the freaking Sun Belt now yeah. where, South Alabama is on the beach or yep. coastal Carolina is on the beach. Like we, sh- we should play beach volleyball. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Broadway high school plays, you know, mountain view 
that's yeah. formerly Stonewall Jackson plays volleyball, right? So yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't Actually, think I, I, I got. I got one more. Yep. It's kind of an honorable mention, mm-hmm. but honestly, uh, this will be one thing that I will remember probably above ninety percent of everything else that happened in Jamie's sports history. It's the completely petty. J- official JMU tweets out to the conference players of the week with yeah. no mention of the CAA. <laughs> I yes. loved that. I yeah. just thought that was awesome. And it was it just really like, was. I mean, small it. consolation to the players who lost the opportunity to play in the postseason. Yeah. But yes, as fans, we really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think I'd like to think Rob, I mean, uh, you know, we weren't the only fans to notice this right from the jump when JMU announced and the CA and everything looked like it was going to go the way it was going to go. Yeah. But we kind of recognized right away, like, yeah, we're going to kind of troll. And there's probably not like a positive outcome from the trolling. No. But there's also no downside to doing it. No. Like there was, there, this was one of the few times in life where there was like, there wasn't really any consequences for being petty and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So like, enjoy it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I mean, it wasn't going to help us, but it certainly didn't hurt us. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, this is going to be one of the tougher years to evaluate. I do think um, the transition you know, five, year, 10 years yeah. from now. Yeah. Just because I do think that. Oh, I mean this past year, this yeah. past year, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, really yeah. the last two years, but I think the COVID year was the COVID year, right? 2020 was incredibly unique. We had football played in the spring. We had, you know, teams that played five games and teams that played 30. I mean, just very strange things. Um, 2021 is going to be a tough one because of the, yeah, I mean, I think we may look back down the road and say, man, you know, so-and-so on women's basketball was really good and we never got to see them play in the postseason. Yeah. You know, JMU baseball would have qualified for the CAA tournament. Would that have made a difference in the Chase Delaud or injury conversation? I don't know, right? Yeah. But like those kind of things, I, I this will be a tough one to evaluate. And I hope we don't, you know, for the old guys like us, I hope we don't lose track of the 2021, 2022 student athletes um, in the bigger picture of like, when we do look back and say who were the best, when we yeah. redo our list. So, yeah. yeah. Um, can can we it, do one something real quick? Yeah. Just while we're talking about being petty, of course. I want to, can can I introduce a new segment? And my segment, I mean, something that we probably <laughs> will never do again. But yeah. this week in trash talk, can I get your take on which there were two big things that happened over the weekend okay. that I thought were hilarious in terms of trash talk, and I want to hear which one you thought was better. Mm-hmm. And this was Rory. I don't know if you saw Rory's comments. He won the PGA obviously after this live tour yes. and Greg Norman. And his comment, it was his 21st PGA Tour victory. And he's, his co- comment was, that's one more than someone else. And the someone else is Greg Norman, <laughs> Greg the Norman, CEO right. of, of the Live Golf. So I thought that was, you know, yep. pretty, pretty subtle and very dry and very Rory-esque. Yep. And then the other big piece of trash talk from the weekend that I thought was noteworthy was Notre Dame baseball going to a bar in Knoxville after they <laughs> knocked off Tennessee and singing Rocky Top while drinking wow. beers. So, oh, in your opinion, like who did it better, Rory or Notre Dame baseball? Um, wow, I got to give it to Notre Dame baseball. Actually, I think yeah. I, I have to say, like in, in our house, um, you know, Susie, much bigger golf person than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible golf fan, golf, you know, very good golfer. 
Um, we have gone from being very a, a very anti-Rory household to a very pro-Rory household over that's been an oh, evolution over the last couple of years. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not been um, you know, I think a lot of that goes back to his um youthful forays in the relationship game mm-hmm. was what brought on the anti-Rory yeah. <laughs> sentiment, but the last couple of years, and he's certainly been, you know, a real leader in this uh, you know what's been going on with the bigger picture of golf lately. So that I enjoyed that a lot, but, yeah. but that's not, you know, first of all, I don't know how to feel about the golf. It's broken down so perfectly because like everyone who went to play in the live golf is already like not the quite. worst people involved yeah, in like golf the to begin with. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Patrick Reed who oh, stole no. from his college teammates, like yeah. out of their lockers, like everyone hates this guy to begin yeah. with. Right. So like, yeah, it's already like, uh, and it's just like so easy to be on the good side, quote unquote, but I don't know, like long term, you know, money, money's going to rule this thing. Yeah. And I don't know like what the long term answer is, but Notre Dame actually going to a bar in Knoxville and singing Rocky top is like, that takes some, like take some stones. Know. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's actually in fear of your immediate presence, right? Like yeah. Rory can do this from afar with his security team and, and have some fun with it, but like, and he's going to be fine at the U S open this week. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Like you are taking your life in your hands in Knoxville. But, like I applaud that effort. Yeah. I think they're both great, but I, actually, I, I yeah. loved Rory's. Uh, I'm not a big trash talker myself, Yeah, no. but like, I love Rory's kind of, it reminds me of something like we'd tweet. It's just like a snarky and dry and underhanded. But like you yeah. said, he's also emerged. Like I'm not a huge golf guy. Yeah. Ironically enough, like I love reading about golf. Mm-hmm. I don't really play anymore. I played, a, I played fanatically growing up. Yeah. Um, I played, you know, in my twenties. I don't like, I'm not like anti-golf. I'm not pro golf. I'll tune in for the majors and everything, but I love uh, Rory to me has become one of my favorite athletes it's probably like, he's the only guy who has anything interesting to say about anything. Yeah. He's the only guy that can kind of speak about things that could be considered ethical, quasi moral to, and not sound like he's grandstanding. He's yeah. not putting people down. Like he just seems like he kind of gets it in many, many ways. And I don't know. I, just, I, I was amazed by it, but I thought that was just such a funny biting comment it made me laugh. The Notre Dame thing is just awesome from like a college perspective. Sure. And, um, it's hilarious and everything, but I, they're both great, but I, I preferred Rory's. I thought it was, but you can't lose with either one. No, you can't. And, and the golf thing has been a good reminder too, Rob, that, um, you know, just because you may vote differently, does it like politics is not everything, right? No, I'm not sure that Rory, Justin Thomas, Jack Nicholas, and Tiger Woods share the same, like, it, I mean, they don't even share the same citizenship, but if they did, yeah. I'm not sure they would all vote together on many issues. But the four of them all made choices, like took a, you know, a quasi moral stance on this yeah. issue. Right. I, I mean, they did plant their flag in a positive way that makes me appreciate people and the sport again. Right. Like I've had my own issues with Justin Thomas along the way, but I'm also g- glad to see him like have something to say and like. Well, the thing you know, that I'll struck be happy me about to root for him at the Ryder Cup next time, you know, like what was funny to me is what was it? Was it Graham McDowell? Who's the guy last week that I asked? And it's like he act he acted shocked that he was getting the question. 
and he was utterly unprepared yeah. to have anything. You could easily, like a PR person that wasn't even good at PR could, could give say, you some hey, talking you're gonna points. Get this question. Say, hey, you're going to get this question and go, you know what? Go, Hey, you know what? I understand that. I'm not endorsing it, but I'm hoping that, you know, maybe by taking the money, this can be a step forward to help them change. And we're all going to look for a better future. Something just crap. Well, or even just focus on the geographic. Like, I mean, I, I, I am somewhat sensitive yeah, to the you know, European players. To play in backyard, yeah. Like whatever. they have to fly to freaking Boise to play in the John Deere classic every year. Mm-hmm. Like they don't give a crap about that. Like if I'm already in Stockholm, I might as well play in this thing in London. You know, like I, I like there's a certain part of me. I, I don't know. Anyway, like <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a Mickelson fan, but his like oh comments that were off the record and everything. I'd be happy if you just said, you know what, I got to take care of my family and I'm going to take the money. I wouldn't agree with him, and right. I think there's a certain point you just don't take the money from certain people. But at least it would be honest. This other nonsense of like, oh, here's, they're just a bunch of. They're just idiots. Like, greed might win. Unfortunately, greed might win. And these guys in the Saudis have so much money, they're throwing at people. Maybe they'll win out. But I do think there's something to be said for, like, enough is enough. And for most people who don't gamble away $40 million, would be able to survive and have all their relatives survive. Well, that's what I, that, for I years. actually would have really appreciated if Phil had said, Look, I'm in the hole. Yeah. And like, I got to get out. Yeah. Like, like you all saw the quote this? 40 yeah, million I lost. This? Yeah. Right. Did you see this pleather jacket I'm wearing right now? Because yeah. I got to get. So the Spencer Hall today, the email was about like all the jokes about Phil's look. Oh. Um, and one of them was this man dated your aunt for three months in 2018. And that's why she had to get new rugs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's exactly yeah he really leaned into the bad guy. thing. So Oh boy. And yeah, it's going to be a rough weekend for him. I have a feeling. Um, in Massachusetts this weekend, okay. but yeah, we'll see. So, um, anyway, hats off to Notre good, Dame and good Rory. Points. All good points. Talk. The other one from this weekend, Rob, not trash talking, but uh, Virginia Tech oh. in the bookstore had That's the College bad. World Series hats before the game three. Yeah. <laughs> they got their ass kicked by Oklahoma. Oh, you just can't do that. I, I have to, I, I'm not even mad. I sort of wanted to laugh at it, but I like was like, I could totally see this happening at University Outpost for us. Oh yeah, and I would be so upset. <laughs> like, so like, I don't know what to say. Here. Yeah. So I saw like, I, I swear, like, I don't have any animosity towards tech whatsoever. I've got family members, Ooh. friends, whether I actually I like tech. I think it's good people. I think it's good school. Blah 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 blah. Um, are they really one of three P fives who've never won a national championship? Is that the stat? Like, I know everybody makes fun of them. <laughs> And I'm, I'm not saying this to be like, I swear yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trolling. I, I don't, no, no, I, I know you're But not, I think but that was cool. I think, I think that's right. I think there's only three P5 schools that have yet to win one in anything. That's unbelievable. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Like to, to just not like stumble your way into like, right, a women's track and field championship at some point, right? Yeah. Like at JMU, like accidentally won a field hockey championship in 1994. You know, like it's just, it's hard, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just, it's amazing. And the other one this like, weekend yeah. I felt, I feel, you know, bad, but not bad for is East Carolina, um, who has now had what, nine trips to the super and regionals to to and have yet to make it to the world series. Um, yep. Yeah. That's pretty rough too. So, um, nope. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the, you know, the tech trophy case comes up a lot. I, I, it does. Probably, we're all playing on 11, 
a somewhat level playing field now, so probably time for us to um, shelve some of these. Yeah, I, at I least think till so. uh, September 9th of twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did get a few good thoughts from our listeners tonight. We'll do a couple. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna save we're gonna some save, for later. Yeah, I, yeah. A, uh, somebody asked us about to cover the baseball team. We didn't know anything about baseball. We're going yeah. to make a big effort. I, I I mean, legitimately, we are going to make an effort to learn about JMU baseball and Sunbelt baseball going into next year, because I think it's going to enrich all of JMU fans lives over the next decade, you know, in the way that softball and lacrosse have enriched our Springs the last few years, it's time for baseball, but we don't know anything. Uh, We also got a great question about road trips, road trips we took in college and road trips we took after college. Um, We are consulting with our legal team, to determine whether we can discuss the road trips we took in college. Um, but we're also, we, we just think that probably warrants its own episode because that's actually a really good question and that will be fun to discuss. Um, the two small ones, Rob, that we got were the lack of appreciation for gold at tailgates, right? Like, I actually really liked this. Yeah, you did. Like we always talk about purple, but we don't talk enough about gold. Yeah. Yeah. Which we should let's just segue right here, Todd, to tell you that um, if you want good gold JMU apparel, one of the only places you can get it is from our sponsors, Homefield Apparel. So go yes. to homefieldapparel.com. Yeah. And I swear we're not doing this for sale. Um, nope. Check out their JMU collection. They have legitimately two sweet tees. They got an 80s JMU basketball uh, jersey with script. The with the sc- yep. I think you've got that one, don't you? I do. I have that one. And then Ben yeah. has the other one, the track and field one. The track and field, JMU logo. The like, interlocking circular logo thing. Yeah, yeah, with the JMU. Very, very cool. So um, definitely go to homefieldapparel.com. They've got everything you could want for a variety of schools, including our beloved James Madison and enter promo code JMU sports blog at mm-hmm. the uh, checkout for 15% off. Um, really fantastic stuff. But that being said, 100%. Yes, we we undervalue gold, yellow, whatever it is. Everything is purple, purple, purple. I've got a bunch of purple shirts. I've got a bunch of gray shirts. I have nothing else. I know there's been talk in the past, and even some success having whiteouts. We need a gold game. We need like yeah. if for nothing other just to diversify our, our like um, JMU apparel warm up or yeah. gear. Like it's bad. Like it's a good color. It's a really cool color. If you get a whole bunch of people in the crowd with it, but nobody wears yellow. Wade yeah. Hobbs, the only guy, he had a bright <laughs> yellow sweatshirt and we used to make fun of him incessantly. It was a particularly ugly piece of JMU gear, but nobody has gold gear and it is one of our colors, but it's like a complete afterthought. And great, I do feel like it used to be more of a thing. There were at least yellow hats more. Yeah, and now you like rarely the game see hats, you know, yeah, with the, yeah, the three yeah, bars. you rarely see any of those um, anymore. So yeah, it's definitely a funny, that was a good suggestion. That was Dave Butts, I think. It was, um, that was that a great one. suggestion, but like, yeah, so I'm going to be and on I the do lookout. it on my streamers. I, like I, I always buy purple. I try buy, like, to bring one a gold. few gold, but I like, yeah, it's most like when we pack the bag to actually walk into the stadium, it's like seven purples and two golds. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Good, no, that's good great. It, we completely undervalue it. Yeah. And then the other one was um, just from our friend, Coach Priz. Um, what's your favorite treat from the ice cream man? Um, Rob, do you have an ice cream man there in Alexandria that is a consistent? So I live down the street from Van Dyke Park in Fairfax mm-hmm. City. And every night in the summer, started about three weeks ago, 
I can hear the ice cream man song for like four hours straight from six to 10, you know, five 30 to nine 30 PM. Um, and what was your go? Did you have any go-tos? Well, we had, when I was growing up, we had two ice cream men that mm-hmm. would come around. One of them was like Franklin farm, right? Well, not, I only not move there in my senior year. It was when I was in Reston and we had this guy, Ben, who used to come down every liked him. And then there was an ice cream man. And for whatever reason, everybody in the neighborhood decided that he was a kidnapper. And so he didn't buy ice cream from him. Probably was. It was one of these urban legends, like a yeah. Fairfax County thing, like the Bunny Man Bridge or something like Big that. Big worm. You know, like just, yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, don't don't buy it from him, but just go to Ben. Um, I was a big fan of the strawberry shortcakes, the mm. ice cream bars with the Remember little, it? yeah, crunchy. It's top like the bar, like, yeah, yeah. With the, um, I I think the underrated one was the toasted almond. Oh yeah, I remember yep. that. Like that was one of those ones. I think as kids, you never really appreciated it. It was too plain. But now, that was the if I had bin, to go to, you had to go down in the elementary school like yeah, freezer uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. So that, and then obviously just the classic snow cone. I love, but that always seems oh, even at, the, at my age now, I feel like that's just a recipe to melt all over my hand and get wet cardboard. But I do like a snow cone on a day. But if I if I had to go my like classic treat, it would probably be a strawberry shortcake. I had two. I had a mom go to and a dad go to. Mm-hmm. So the pool in Lake Braddock, they used to, you know, the ice cream man would come around like a couple times a day. So if you're at the pool and the ice cream man pulled up, if my mom was there, it was a limited budget. Yeah. And uh, so it was always the push up, just the, yeah. the creamsicle, right? Like the orange. The orange sherbet. Yeah. Like thing, the little yeah. push up thing. But because she was not going to buy into like the $3 yeah, exactly. big, big thing. You know, what she the, was like. Was Remember the frog thing? That's my thing. The fat frog was the dad <laughs> okay. is there on, like if we're there Sunday afternoon with my dad, yeah. like I'm getting the fat frog because it had a gumball nose or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, there were extra and things. And then like on. M&M's. Yeah, but mom get, was like, not, yeah, 75 cents is a max for mom. So like your bomb pop or push up was about the, yeah, the that's only probably items. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. But I'll tell you now, like my go-to now, um, I like just a plain ice cream sandwich. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's very bad. And I love me a chip, witch. Oh yeah. Chip, yeah. which is my go-to. Like I'd get that over an ice cream bar. Now when I, I was a kid, it was all strawberry shortcake. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Now, so we have the ice cream stand at, uh, we have smiley's custard at Bryce. Um, mm-hmm. that it, it's a kitty for me. It's a kitty cone, kitty vanilla cone with, they sprinkle grape nuts on it. Oh, and I know that seems crunch. a very old man thing, uh, but yeah, I love that thing. It's a, it is, it's the crunch on the little, yeah, whatever the flavor texture. of the week of the thing is. Yeah. Particularly with custard too, which is so soft. Oh, so sounds little... good. Yeah. Oh, uh, Rob, well, I also joke. This is okay. Dad, dad moment from the non dad here. Um, they opened a, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. A gem mine. It's a, <laughs> it's a, and I made fun of them because I'm like, this is never going to work. It's this big tower thing where water like flows up into it. It looks like an old gold panning sluice. Uh-huh. And you buy a bet. So they just sucker you in, right? They have putt-putt now and custard. And then if you're like the dad, you just get screwed. If you got three kids, you're just out of buying everything. Yeah. You buy a just bag of sand, basically. Mm-hmm. And you pour it into the like, little tray that then you put it in this water channel and you can like sift, sift it back it. and forth like yeah. you're panning for gold and then you get like some gems it's like a baby like from the king cake rocks yes 
but it costs like I don't know, it's like twelve dollars for the big bag yeah. or something. It's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. So you're you're in like twelve dollars for the bag, four dollars yeah. for the ice cream. I don't know what it costs for the putt putt, but oh, you're just. <laughs> There's a significant and- portion of our GDP that is yeah. built around goods that parents pay for just to keep the kids from whining. Like yeah, just they for know like they're terrible. Of peace, you don't right? care. Just like shut up. Just <laughs> just stop talking. No, I'm not going to get you. That. No, I'm not going to get you. No, I'm gonna... fine. Go get right. it. Right. And you regret it. You're mad. You bring it up. It's uh, it's just it's just like guilt purchases where it's it's like manufactured just to entice <laughs> the children to ask for something they do not want. Yep. And it's exorbitantly priced. Now it's also take a bonus point. Box of if, rocks. Yeah, if it creates a mess, even better. Even better. Um, like the whole thing. It's just, I, I swear like 14% of our GDP is yeah. parents paying for things just to stop their kids from whining. Yeah, yeah. 100%. There's no doubt. I mean, yeah. Aramark concessions exist for a reason. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. so, Do you oh. think anybody really likes Dippin' Dots? No. Oh, I, mean, I like Dippin' Dots. No. No, nobody like, no, you don't. You, you convinced yourself when you were younger. Ice cream in the future. Parents, no, they're terrible. We've been in the future now for 30 years since Dippin' Dots, and it is not It is not the ice cream of the future. That's all so good. Oh, we, they're if terrible. Only there were, they should get Dippin' Dots at JMU. Oh, they don't have those. They, they should Instead be banned. Those, no. Oh, you got to wait in line for that salty-ass pretzel. Come on. <laughs> oh, they're terrible. They should have, <laughs> Dippin' Dots are like one step away from fentanyl, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they're awful. Scourge oh. on our society. Well, this is perfect. Um, so, look, we're going to have a couple more. We're going to have an off and on schedule the next month. Um, but we're going to be building. We're going to do a couple more Sunbelt episodes. We may be guesting on other Sunbelt pods uh, a little bit here and there. And we'll let you know um, if there's anything funny to enjoy there. And we'll do a couple fun things this summer. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit off and on. And then we're going to you know, store, start storing up our energy. Uh, plug in the old charger yeah, and get ready for July one here. Um, we'll definitely do some celebratory, something to celebrate the beginning of the Sun Belt, And then we will, you know, by August one, we will be in full football mode. Rob, I did look, it's like August 13th or 14th that women's soccer plays their first um, exhibition game. Oh, exhibition. So, I was going to yeah, say, yeah, it sounds quick. really early. It, it, yeah. But it's like August 21st or something that the first real game comes. It comes quick. So, uh, really good times. Yeah, the new year, be here before you know it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to figure out our our schedule, uh, ticket schedule here, Rob. Yeah. Everybody, hopefully, everybody got whatever parking they wanted. Um, we are staying in D lot. We had an opportunity, Rob, to move up, but we decided to stay right where we are. I like uh, where we, we are. I like I, where I, we are. We, we like our crew. We have a good, yeah. good group. It's good um, views. It's easy to get into, easy to get out. Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's a good spot. Yeah, it's really good. And staying where we are ticket wise, um, just really, that was kind of exciting because this year was the, it was the first time I ever did this like reseating, reparking where I wasn't stressed. Mm-hmm. I knew we were like happy where we were and everyone's just so excited about the Sun yeah, Belt. No it was pressure. like, oh, we're happy. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Like, so um, good times. Um, but looking forward to talking to you next week, Rob. And um, yeah, I guess, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk next week, at some yeah. point. So we'll have another no pod doubt, in the next week. I'll be week. around. And uh, I don't know, Drake. All right. Well, we'll have a good week, everybody. Week. Yeah. Thanks. Go Dukes. 
Oh, oh, oh.